Channel 10. <laughs> I want to give you a big thank you for checking out the Channel 10 podcast and ask you to please support the show by subscribing, rating, liking, commenting, favoriting on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcast from. That little bit definitely helps us to grow and expand the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you have any questions, comments, sponsorship opportunities, or just want to say what's up to the Channel 10 Podcast, you can shoot us an email, channel10podcast at gmail.com. Or you can also send us a text or leave us a voicemail. Just hit us up at 443-885-0997. Also, please check out channel10podcast.com. There you can check out all of the back episodes of the show, as well as keep up with everything that Singard Superior and myself, Artic, have going on. There you'll also find links to all of our social media to connect with us. And also, you can order a t-shirt by clicking on the link at the top of the page. Also, you can show support by shopping through our Amazon portal at no cost to you whatever you buy we'll get a little percentage of it so you know definitely show some support we really appreciate it channel 10 podcast presents the wu-tang podcast where we break down the wu-tang clan's discography album by album check it out at wutangpodcast.com and search for wu-tang podcast wherever you get your podcast from Definitely rate, subscribe, support that show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We really appreciate it. Aside from this podcast, both myself and Singar Superior have a lot going on. You can check out all of Singar Superior's new music by going to SingarSuperior.com or looking out for them on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, wherever you get your music from. Same thing for myself. Check out everything I have going on at TheAlmightyAR.com. We used to be like, see, that channel 10. And we used to think the people would catch on. You know, but if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever. Like, well, I, I got to do it, yo. Yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up, on, man? What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every hood, son. What up, yo? CNN. Network. Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Bold face. Get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface, CNN, Network, Channel 10, it's on again, street niggas that's grown men, bold face, gather your face, stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface. Yo, yo, once again, we're back, this is the Channel 10 Podcast, it is I, the almighty ARR tick in the building, and I'm alongside... Sing God Superior. And today we have a very special guest straight out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, by the name of JB. What's good? What's good, brother? How you doing? Man, we doing all right. How's everything with you? Um, it's going good. Just, um, you know, surviving, maintaining. That's what's good. And you said that you're at a show right now. Um, um, how's that going for you? Um, it's going good. Just. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's going good. Um, just getting set up, really, and uh, performing soon. So right now you're promoting your uh, project, Black Future, right? Yeah, Black Future is my album. Um, you know, just pumping that, trying to keep the momentum going for it. That's what's good, man. Um, 
Yeah. Now, your music, um, especially this project Black Future, is very in depth when it comes to you know social issues and you know you know personal things as well. Um, so we kind of just wanted to get into your um upbringing and and you know everything that's led to to everything that's in this project here. Um, so you know, can you tell us what it was like growing up in Oklahoma City for you? Um, I mean, you know. It was, I guess, for me, it was normal. I didn't realize, I didn't realize it wasn't normal until uh, until I got older. But you know, um, you know, I I moved around a lot. I went to nine of the Oklahoma City Public Schools. You know, we had a period in our in our when I was in seventh grade, we were homeless. Um, you know, single parent home. Um, you know, all that. You know, a lot of people like when they turn sixteen, they they go to they go to work so they can you know, pay for school dances and stuff like that. You know, I, when I turned 16, I got two jobs so I could help my mom out. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, so, so yeah, that's what, you know, that's what it was like, you know, just just growing up and, um, you know, trying to uh, maneuver and, and uh, you know, make it through all the, the adversities that we were dealing with, you know, um, just growing up in, you know, poverty, you know what I'm saying? In the hood, in OKC. Or now through all of that, um, when did you start to gravitate towards music? Um, I wrote my first rap when I was like seven, but uh, you know, I started recording when I was like probably high school. You know, and um, there was just you know, like I guess like because I I work with kids now that do music that you know that kind of you know, mess with rap and mess with music. But I guess, like, I was kind of like them for a long time. It was just like, you know, you rap? Yeah, I rap. You know, I mess around. And if might put a beat on, I'll try and go. And I had, you know, I had a backpack full of raps and, you know, 15 notebooks, you know what I'm saying? Just full of raps and stuff like that and poems and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, I want to say, like, the first time I saw my name on the flyer, I was like, oh, okay, like, Hey, this could be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can, people can know who I am on some, on some, you know what I'm saying? And I had already been recording and stuff, but like when I saw that, I was like, dang, because I remember getting flyers for like shows and, mm-hmm. and whatnot and thinking and seeing like, dang, like that's tight. Like, it was mostly like DJs and stuff and, you know, a couple of MCs here and there, but, uh, but when not, whenever my name was on there and it was like people would come and see me, I was like, dang, that's ill. And then what really did it was whenever somebody wrote me a check, mm. and I was just like, uh, I was just like, dang, like somebody gave me a check for rapping, you know. And uh, then that happened, and then I was in LA one time, and somebody I had an album out called uh, "Brothers New Black," and somebody was like, "Yo, ain't you the dude who got the album Brothers New Black?" And this is back like when MySpace was popping. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it just let me, it just kind of, that's when I, all that kind of just was like, you know, those were kind of three, like, key, like, catalyst things in my life where I was like, man, like, you know, A, people are listening. Two, I could do this. And uh, and three, it was like, I, I love it. You know what I mean? And it's my passion. It's always been my passion. But, you know, you know I never really, I never really saw it saw myself living off of my passion, you know, like that wasn't reality. You live, you, you live off of, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to survive, you know what I mean? And make it, 
you know, and and stuff like that. But living off your passion wasn't something that we were, I was taught or that I saw ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we just wanted to graduate high school. You know what right. I'm saying? Hmm. So, and um, you know. Or <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, so when you were coming up, uh, how was the Oklahoma, uh, hip hop scene like during that time? Um, like during the high, during my high school time, like it's way different now. Like these new, these, these, uh, like you newer rappers, they don't really know, but like, you know, um, when I was in high school, there was a real big, I mean, like we look back on it now and like, it probably was because you could say like the rave scene or whatever, but we just used to call it like, you know, parties and whatnot. But you would go and it'd be like thousands of people like in a, a warehouse, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the party be jumping and you get on the mic and, you know what I'm saying, hype the party up, you know what I'm saying? Like, almost like, like they talk about whenever they talk about like the, the beginning in New York, you know what I mean? Hip hop in New York, like almost like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, mm-hmm. but, but then, but that was like a mixture of like, you know, dance music, you know, all these, uh, different, uh, electronic music, uh, styles. So yeah, like, you know, um, breaks you had techno you had trance you had drum and bass and jungle and then you might have a hip-hop room you know what i'm saying or if not you might have a jungle or a drum and bass dj that would let you jump on you know what i'm saying and, and spit some over their stuff but uh so you had that kind of scene which was like you know uh which was you know kind of was, was big back then and you might have you might you might have had a good hip-hop scene i'm coming you know, you might have like a cool. We had a cool hip hop scene, but it might be like one hip hop show throughout the week. You know what I'm saying? None of the clubs play hip hop. You know what I mean? It might be one rap show throughout the whole week or throughout the whole month. But like now, it's like you know, like I'm I'm at a show right now. And it's, I could think of like two or three other shows going on too. Get on. That's what's up. Bro. I could think of like two or three other shows going on too. So, but yeah, it was. I mean, like it was straight. You know, it was definitely you know, uh, good for what it was. And it, it taught me a lot about, about promoting and whatnot and about, you know, audience and, prom- you know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff, like, you know what I mean? So. Or, mm-hmm. Now, like, um, you know, coming from Baltimore, we have, um, we like, uh, we have a hip hop scene and then we have like a Baltimore club music scene, which is like the dance music and everything. So was there ever any tension yeah. between, that jungle and rave scene and the hip hop scene, or was it all like together? No, nah, not at all. It was, it was no, nah, it was all love. It was all together, man. Right. It was all love. It'd be one, it'd be one big warehouse and a bunch of different rooms. We just go from room to room, and and you have like all the b boys inside the hip hop room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. You know what I'm it was, you know, and that's just. And keep in mind, that's just that's just one, um, one market, one. One scene, you know what I'm saying? You still got the, you still got the, uh, the club, uh, hip hop scene. You still got the, you know what I'm saying? The, the backpack scene, which a lot of the backpackers were there too. Mm. But, um, but you know what I'm saying? So that was just one, you know what I mean? Hmm. And you, yeah, you know that's the that's the interesting thing, you know me like me being in Oklahoma right now, like kind of like this uh this mesh of different kinds of genres, like whether whether or not it's you know indie rock or like red dirt country or or the hip hop scene in Oklahoma City and how like at least like in Norman and especially in Oklahoma City they kind of mesh and come together. 
And um, I see that back in uh, the early 2000s, you were a part of a band called Invisible Struggle. So uh, could you tell us like a little bit about that? Yeah, Invisible Struggle was like, it was like a, um, like a band. I started with my homeboy, Cody. He played drums. And um, and really, it was just like a just a, a live hip hop band, and um, and you know it was we play we play a lot of hip hop shows, but our mm-hmm. biggest shows were like the shows we played. We were able to collab with like you know whoever the biggest rock band in the city was at the time. You know what I'm saying? And like and like you know it was it was good because you know just like just like now a lot of them love hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, them fools love whenever, you know, you got a band and somebody's rapping. It's different, you know what I'm saying, for them. It's like they can't, like, they kind of understand it more. So a lot of times, we went, you know, those shows would, like, be, like, the more the more successful ones because, you know, um, you know, the indie rock scene and the indie rock scene at that time was, like, big, you know what I'm saying? And they were the you know I'm saying, like, like for hip, like they were the ones who were supported. You know what I'm saying? And like come out and stuff like that. Like hip hop heads that time was want to go to the club. You know what I mean? Right. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, so yeah, man. Like, and you know, we would have lines around the block for for Invisible Struggle shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, Matt Hoffman would come to our shows. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like. It was just like one of those things where, like, you know, we were just young and and wild too. You know what I'm saying? So it was just fun. Or <laughs> now, uh, now, how do you get from that to being able to travel to LA? Like how you were saying earlier, like, like, um, like, like, how does that progression build? Um, really, just from uh, networking, whether it was, um, you know, reaching out to people. Like, cause I do, I do crazy stuff. Like, I mean, I guess it ain't crazy. It's just like, I would just do stuff like, like for instance, if I, uh, like one time, like that particular show where that dude came to me and said that, um, it was, a uh, it was Wale, you and I and blue. It was a show. It was that show. And, um, and I, I had a show here and I had already, I had booked blue for a show out here. And uh, you and I, I was bringing, I was gonna bring them a few months later, and so I just hit them up and pretend like I was going and gonna be out there anyways. I was like, I'm gonna be in L.A. at this time, this time, anything cracking? And they was like, Yeah, we got this show with, with Wale. You know what I'm saying? I said, Well, man, like you know, kind kind kick it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, Yeah, we're gonna we gonna all hang out. So I just booked the flight and flew out there just for that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And you know, and I I would just do stuff like that and make myself available as much as I can, you know what I'm saying? And make myself, um, you know, uh, you know, just put myself in the, in the right spots whenever I can. And you know what else helped really, man? Like, was just, you know, the fact that, that I would get there and I'd be, you know, when I'm from Oklahoma, they'd be like, what? You from Oklahoma? Man, you need to roll with us then, you know what I'm saying? Like, that type of stuff, you know, because, you know, um, when, you out, when, you, when, you're, when you're traveling like that and you're from a place like Oklahoma, you know, especially like LA or New York, like you from LA and you trying to roll and you rap, that's everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like they all doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's trying to trying to trying to get in and, and get in the green room and kick it with this person and get in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Where you from? I'm from Long Beach. Yeah, he from Long Beach too. You know what I'm saying? Like he not, ain't no di- you ain't no different from him. You know what I'm saying? But but saying I'm from Oklahoma, like 
you know, and I'm like, I'm only here till tomorrow, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you definitely got to roll. You know what right. I'm saying? So that kind of, you know what I mean? Like, it just it just helped, you know. And I would just make sure I put myself there in those positions around people like that. And um, and was just always prepared, no matter what, always prepared. Right. So you were saying that um that you were booking shows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, I was, I had even started doing, uh, booking, uh, these little Scion tours they were doing at the time, like Scion, the Toyota company. Right. And I brought, uh, Premier out here. I brought, uh, Biz Marquis. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I did a Def Jux tour with Mr. Liff and LP. I brought, uh, Blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like that's like and, and and the reason I was doing that is because I wanted to open up for those people. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, how can I open up? How can I meet this person? How can I? You know what I mean? Okay, I got to be in Oklahoma then. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you knew how to really put yourself into position to get your, uh, you know, just meet the right people and be prepared when that happened. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. Right. So then um, I see that you uh, ended up on Sway in the Morning. How did that come about? Uh, well, I met I I was I met Sway at uh, in South by Southwest, and it was a uh, it was a I think it was like an all hip hop showcase, something like that. I don't remember what what it was, but it was like this venue was hella. It was mad dark, uh, and it was uh, what's her face's birthday? I can't remember her name, um, but. Um, she's not really a nice person, so I only know I brought her. I can't remember her name though. But um <laughs> anyways and so uh so Sway walks in, of course, like all the rappers rush him, you know what I'm saying? And at this time like I had been trying to get on the on the wake up show because a lot of my friends have been on there, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, man, like, you know, if they can get on there, I can get on there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But everybody rushing them, right? And so, um, so I'm just like, dang, he turned everybody away. He's shutting everybody down. You know what I'm saying? He like, I don't take I ain't taking CDs. I don't I'm not I'm not you know, I'm not giving out my number. I'm like, don't I'm not asking no links or nothing, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm just watching all this. I'm just like, dang, like what can I do? You know what I'm saying? I'm just and it's loud too. So they they doing that whole yelling in his ear thing, he's trying to listen, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, I took out my phone and I just opened up to open up the notes and the notes I put my name is JB. I'm from Oklahoma City. Uh, Chuck D likes my music. I want to go on your show. And I put my phone and set it down right there in front of him. He picked my phone up and said, man, I like that. And he said, he put his, he said, he put his uh, information in my phone and said, hit me in the morning. I woke, woke up in the morning and hit him up. Mm. And then, like, and that was, I mean, South by is in March. So this was like, so, like, it probably wasn't until, like, June that I, I got an email, it was like Thursday, and I was sitting in the, uh, and, uh, freaking, uh, what's the place called? Qdoba. I'm sitting in Qdoba, and I get an email saying, be at this address tomorrow morning. And I look, I'm like, what? Look at the, look at the address. It's a New York address. I'm thinking, tomorrow morning? It's 11 o'clock on Thursday. How am I going to get to New York tomorrow morning? But I, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, I'm always prepared. And I made it happen, you know what I'm saying? Word, man. And you did your thing on that, man. Kudos to you. Um, Thank you. That's a crazy story how that all came to fruition. Um, Yeah. So how did you how how did you get the attention of Chuck D? Like, that's amazing. 
like, I don't know, like somehow, like, I think just like, um, he had heard a song I did called ghetto mm-hmm. and, um, cause he has a thing. He has like a, a radio online radio thing he does called rap station. Right. And so some, somehow, and like, I was already on like blogs and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think like maybe he had just heard it. And so, uh, he heard it and then he tweeted like, you know, his kind of, I guess he tweeted like his playlist for the night and he had my name in there. <clears throat> and so one of my homies texted me was like, yo, you know, Chuck D. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Chuck D from around the corner. So I'm like, which one? You know what I'm <laughs> like, nah, Chuck D for public enemy. I'm like, nah. And he go look on Twitter. And so I go to Twitter and Chuck D had tweeted like he was doing like a Beastie Boys tribute and was going to put my song on the Beastie Boys tribute thing. And I was thinking, what? And then so, um, you know, of course I retweeted it. And then uh, after that, um, we listened to listen to the show, and he had after the sh- like before the show, he had researched me and started like talking about my videos and about you know what I'm saying like uh, you know my music and stuff and what he thought about me and was saying how he was like man this this young man's music can change the world you know what I'm saying mm. I'm I'm just listening going what the heck yo and so um, so of course you know. I started kind of like just just kind of trying to build a rapport with them just on Twitter, and then uh, I met him at South by. It was real cool. We just, it was just like like you know just really just catching up. You know what I'm saying? And um, and just from there, just kind of building. It was even like I remember somebody was tweeting about like adding him about like listening to J Cole, and he he added him back. And was like man, nah, you need to listen to J B. Like J Cole, J Cole is cool, but listen to JB, you know what I'm saying? When he did that, I was like, man, this dude really messed with me. You know what I'm right. saying? So. That's what's up, man. Because, like, I was listening to Black Feature, and, you know, I was feeling the first three tracks, and then track four comes on, and I hear a voice. I'm like, is that Chuck D? And then I go to look, I'm like, oh, uh-huh. snap. And that's what really stamped it for me. I was like, oh, man, yeah. so let me keep listening to this. And then... Um, I got the track five, which is Flashes, and your verse on there was really interesting to me because you talked about all of the different things that you read from Asada to Malcolm X and everything like that. So in the midst of your upbringing and trying to get into music and everything, how did you get into that type of consciousness and that wavelength? Man, uh, just really, it was rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I listened to a, I listened to a lot of pop, and I would hear him say these people's names, and you know, I'm thinking, man, I want to know who these people are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Excuse me. And um, I remember Dead Prez, right, right, was saying yeah. these names. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I want to know who these people are. You know what I'm saying? And I remember there was a, um, in history class. I don't remember what 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 year it was. But like, um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember in history class there was like a little section on the Black Panthers, and I had always heard about the. I remember hearing about the Black Panthers, and my dad would talk about them. And like in our house, we had my dad would like, and my mom would hang up pictures of, you know, Malcolm X and stuff, and you know what I'm saying. So it was always around our house. But um, but I remember like my, my thought, my my perception of those people, especially the Panthers where where they were like bad people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And and it just didn't seem right if if Tupac is a good person, 
and he he giving it up to these people. You know what I'm saying? Something like, nah, man, something ain't right. So I started researching myself and like reading myself, and I, you know, I, I would go to the library, um, not the school library, but like the public library, and I would, you know, what I'm saying, check out books. You know, I would go to the video store, like the uh, back then they had like Blockbuster stuff. People don't I would remember go to that. <laughs> And I would and I would watch I would rent movies. So I have my mama rent these movies for me for all these people and I would watch it and take it all in. I'm just like, dang, like I had no idea, you know what I'm saying? And um and it just became like a like a it like it really like it, it really like helped me get into reading because I, I you know what I'm saying, like growing up I didn't like to read. But whenever I found a love for that, it helped me find my love for reading. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember whenever I would I would have a hard time writing, uh I would I would start reading to help to help me like you know what I'm saying get him to get words into my mind and start writing you know what I'm saying and uh, you know I remember the first time I, first time I read a Sada's book and I was sitting inside uh, Borders sitting on, sitting on the floor you know what I'm saying in, the, in Borders reading it and I probably read like the first two chapters three chapters you know what I'm saying real quick inside the bookstore and before I bought it. And it almost, it almost made me cry, you know what I'm saying? Like, how they did her, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like cuff her into the bed and stuff like that, you know? And I remember thinking, man, like, I like any woman I ever come in contact with needs to read this book, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if she write white, black, red, they need to read this book. Because, like, you know, like, you know, um, you know, she she's black and that's major. But, you know what I'm saying, for a woman to, to treat a woman like that and for her to come out of it, Man, like, have you read her book? Nah, I'm thinking about the stuff that she talked about in the book. It's crazy, bro. Like, it's really entertaining for real, too. But, um, but, uh, so, like, yeah, that's how it happened, you know, just from, it really started with just music and hearing, hearing people talk about it and, like, you know, poor righteous teachers and all the people that, that I was into at the time that were saying these people's names, you know? Mm. Mm. And, you know, um, another element in Black Future is also it revolves around uh, personal health also. And so I, I, um, I noticed uh, you, you posted a blog on your website about, you know, your um, your journey when it came to like getting getting into shape, losing weight and everything like that. And then even talking about like your like your, your blood pressure being on like two medications. And, you know, me personally, I'm on like I have high blood pressure, too. And so I was curious to know, um, you know, like since since you're always on the go, and I remember when I met you at the deli, I think you said that was like your your second or third show of that night or or, or that day, and so like you know being on the go all the time and, and performing, how do you like you know keep up with like your fitness and your health and everything like that on the road? Man, uh, really, it's hard, especially on, especially on the road. But um, I I just come up with different things I do like whenever I eat to make sure that I don't overeat for one. And then I make sure to check it. I check in a hotel that has a gym. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I won't stay in any hotel that doesn't have a gym. And then I just come up, come up with different like you know methods that if I'm if I'm eating out, you know I I do so that I don't overeat. And I you know I just keep a strict diet. You know uh, everything green, nothing white, uh, no pork, no red meat. Mm. You know what I'm saying no sugar. You know what I mean no carbs, stuff like that. But on the road, it's hard because you could be in a van with, you know what I'm saying, seven people, and they all want McDonald's. And it's like, well, dang, okay, well, I'll just I'll just get, give me the grilled chicken sandwich, and I'll just eat the, the piece of chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and fill up on water. You know what I mean? Right. Stuff like that. But 
I don't know if they got a grilled chicken at McDonald's right now, but <laughs> I ain't been to McDonald's. But, um, but, you know, we you know, we do the diet thing over here. Like me personally, I'm vegan and um single, oh, you pescatarian. Yeah. So it's like yeah. but it's it's difficult sometimes. Like, you know, I do my Taco Bell thing, I do my all my all um uh bean burrito with no cheese. <laughs> yeah. Man, I miss I miss Taco Bell so bad, yeah. Mm. I miss Taco Bell. I can't do it though. <laughs> yeah. that, that'll open the door for so much more, yo. <laughs> it's like that temptation yeah. to just delve into yeah. another world. No, but man, much respect on that, man. Getting your diet and health. Thank I you, noticed um, yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, hard too, man. It, it's one of those things where, like, I just had to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I noticed on track eight, uh, in the Black Future, I guess part two with uh, Naja, um, I can't pronounce the name, <laughs> um, but the poet I'm that Amatula. Okay, great. Uh, Naja, uh, Amatula on your album, you know, she got into um, a bit about the health and, you know, just the exercise yeah. and how she said, you know, college students used to um you know drink on fridays and wake up on saturdays and sweat it out playing basketball and everything and i was just like yeah you know it's so dope right there how you just decided to include that on your album like you know this yeah well well that that poem is actually like the the, there was the poem was before the album Mm -hmm. um and so like that poem inspired the album but i had a show on on uh Black for like Black History Month, and um, and like I'll usually like sometimes I'll just hit her up, be like, "Yo, I got a show, um, want to do a poem?" You know what I'm saying? And so I had this this show for like Black History Month, and I was like, "Yo, write a poem about Black history or something." And she was like, "Man," so I guess like her idea was like, you know, I'm you know we're not gonna talk about Black history, we're talk about Black future. And so I ended up going to jail that night and and um, not making a show. And, you know, I didn't tell nobody I went to jail. I just, you know, I just, I didn't want nobody to know, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so uh, uh, I got out of jail and I saw her probably like a month later. And then she was like, what happened? You know, I told her what happened. You know, I got a breast out at the mall and, uh, you know, just doing some, some rah-rah or whatever. But um, she's like, want to hear the poem? And I said, what's it called? And she was like, Black Future. I said, that's my album. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... That's kind of how it started, but um, that's 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 dope, man. And then your whole story from uh, being arrested—I think on your Wikipedia has something about it—but it just reminded me of you know both of us. You know, we both been arrested on some bullshit. Like yeah. it's basically just like for no reason. Like why do you have to go through all of these things right here? Yeah. Like, but like yeah, um, you know. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, brother. I'm listening. I was gonna say, like, you know, my situation, it was just like an oversight when it comes to traffic things. I wasn't doing anything wrong. And then I had to go through the most and you know, I got lucky that I didn't get hit with what I could have got hit with. Um and I think Singa, you can attest to the same, you know, thing, but you know, not everybody yeah. gets so lucky. Um, but you know, if you don't mind explaining your story and what happened from that, um, just for the people. Yeah. Um, you know, and the thing, the thing that, that really messed me up is I lived my whole life. I never been to jail one time. You know what I'm saying? And I went to jail that night, you know, for nothing, but I'm in the mall and, uh, 
I was I was like I had the show that night, so I, I was just kind of like going to get grab me some food from the food court. I go upstairs and like like six of these kid guards rush me, like run up on me, and they're like, "We told you no hoodies in this mall." I'm like, "What?" I, I'm like, "I just walked in here." And like, no, nah, we saw you with the video camera. I'm like, video camera? What? This is 2015. People ain't walking around with video cameras. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? And uh, and so um, this fool was like, uh, since you don't want to follow the rules, you need to leave. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I ain't going nowhere, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, and so at this time, like, while I'm sitting there having this argument with these people. Then, uh, then people's kind of like crowding around, like, you know what I'm saying? It's causing a scene, you know what I mean? And like, I don't want to be one of the people that, call, you know what I'm saying? Like in the middle of the mall, arguing with, you know what I'm saying, security. So I'm like, I'm just going to bounce, right? So right. I go, all right, cool, I will leave. You know what I'm saying? So I'm walking out. I'm probably about 10 feet from the door. The, the officer walks up on me and he's like, you don't want to leave? I'm like, I'm the door's right there. He goes, nah, you, you don't want to leave. You going to jail? And I, I, I promised to God, I thought he was joking. And he arrested me, took me to jail, man. Mm. Mm. Man, that's that, that that's foul, man. Like, and so like I'm walking, check this out. So I go, I go, listen, man. Like, cause I used to work at the mall, and so I know where they go whenever like people are shoplifting and stuff. And so I'm, I'm in handcuffs. I'm like, yo, can we walk around? outside so I don't have to walk through the mall in handcuffs like I'm a thief or something. They like, no, that's what you like. That's what y'all like. That's what you want. I'm thinking, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Then he's like, this fool was like, um, I said, and so we walking. And they, 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 would, they was, you know, sweating me about having my hood on my head, right? And so I promised to God, there was a lady walked past me in a white hoodie pushing a stroller. Mm. It was a white lady with a white hoodie. I never forget it. And I said, man, she got a hoodie on. Why can't you sweating her like that? You know what I'm saying? This fool was like, when you go fishing, do you catch every fish? And I was like, nope. I see what this is, though. Damn, oh, man. Were security guards white or black? I, oh, they was all white, bro. The whole, they was all white. Oh, man. The, That's... Officer, the, dude, the, dude, the dude who um, who took me to jail was white. They were all white, bro. And, and the thing about it was, like, you know, when I got to jail, I was in jail for like 18 hours. When I got there, it was it was it was kids coming in there. Like at least like three or four kids came in with over the course of like, you know, what I'm saying two hours. You know, what I'm saying two three more hours. You know, what I mean that what got arrested at the mall. But mm. um, black kids too, and you know, it was a I think it was a Friday. It was a weekend. Might have been a Saturday, but I'm pretty sure it was a Friday. And uh. You know how they get. You know how kids just get in the mall because they thought I was a kid. Because he was like, uh, he was like, uh, you could just call your mom and you know go go to CIC and you can call your mom. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I'm not going to CIC. You know what I'm saying? What you talking mm-hmm. about? But but it was kids coming in there. You know what I'm saying? To you know, like at least three more people came. Three more kids came uh, from the mall that night when I was sitting in jail because I talked to a lot. Damn, man! Like that's like I'm like like I'm not gonna lie. Like like the time when I got put in them handcuffs, that was like one of the most emasculating situations I had ever been in. Bro, bro. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, 
you know, I've been in handcuffs. I've been behind the car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's been times where I should have went to jail. I mean, I, and I, where I should have went to jail and I didn't. You know, just mm-hmm. by the grace of God. You know what I'm saying? I remember being inside the police car one time, and uh, this fool gonna turn on uh, new dogs. Man, that's what, that's what y'all like. Thinking, what? Wow. Yeah, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And see, this is yeah, the thing man. that people need to hear because people don't get these type of stories. Like, and you know, listen to your music. I, I understand that you it, have man. a certain consciousness, but like, yo, people don't know this shit. Yeah. That really happened, man. I was probably like, I had to be like 19. You know what I'm saying? I remember because mm. it, was, it was someone, it was on some. We was, I was just being young and dumb. Like, I remember I was saying about Invincible Struggle, how it was just. This, you know what I'm saying? It was like me and like three white boys. You know what I'm saying? We was just wild. You know what I'm saying? But we had, we had, uh, there was at our old high school, there was a, uh, a, and I don't even know what we was doing, what, why this was even cool to do, but we would climb on the roof and hang out on the roof for like with girls and stuff, right? So it'd be like us and we just call up some honeys and get on the roof and kick it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so this one night, the police, uh, we must have hit like a sensor or something. They came with the dogs and all that. And uh, pulled us all down. I'm the only black one. And uh, put they put me in handcuffs and put me in the car. Well, they ran all of our things. So me and this girl who had a warrant uh, was the only ones in handcuffs and uh, in the car. So we, well, I'm in one car, she in another car. And this fool come on some rap music. Come, come on, Snoop Dogg. I never forget it. He come on Snoop Dogg and was like, uh, "This what you like, huh? Let me go make you comfortable while you back there." Mm. 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 Damn man, like um, see, I'm I'm in Norman, and so the other day I was uh I was I was coming from like a from like a store with like with one of my one of my friends, and he's a white dude, and we walked past like maybe like seven older white people, and he told me that they said like some foul shit about me, and he, and he said it was so bad that he like he wouldn't tell me what the fuck they said, and you know, mind you, I'm in like a I'm in a university setting, and you know, I've probably had some interactions with you know many of their grandchildren up to this point, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. Yeah, man, that's why I real mess around in Norman like that. That's why I hate when people say stuff like like Nompton and stuff like that. Come on, man, like you know what I'm saying? That's the, like that's you know what I mean. Like you don't play like that. You Hold on, Nompton. Then, no, yeah, I've never. No, I mean I've, I've never heard that. No, that's my first time hearing about Nompton. No, I don't. Don't. Yeah, I'm glad because I people be saying that to be like be cute and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I hate it. I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? People in Compton is living and dying behind real stuff, and people in in Norman is is doing what, they, what you just said. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be cool and be funny. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but no, nah, yeah. nah, you know what I'm saying? I do my show and I bounce. Word, word, word. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were really, you know, cool, calm, collective. You didn't mess with nobody. You just jumped up on the stage, did your shit, and that was that for the most part. Yeah, I um, showing up. Yeah, because matter of fact, I think uh, like so. I think two weeks before you came, I I went to the deli, and um, there were like a whole bunch of like people that that came out of nowhere, and then one of these motherfuckers like said BLM as he walked past me and shit. See, yeah, man. And you know what, bro? After Tuesday, about to get a whole lot worse. They're gonna be more and more bold. Yeah, yeah. Be more and more bold, I've bro. Seen, after Tuesday, man, I've seen the stories already, and like, man, it's just we ain't even gotta talk. We know, you know, what I'm saying we, we yeah. like you, you seen them, I've seen them. We ain't even gotta get into it, bro. Because yeah, cause, you know, what I'm saying like it, it ain't even it ain't even reached the, the, the peak yet. 
we gonna have another interview in, in a month or two, and it'll be on something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, my whole sister. The story we tell, we, the story we tell now won't be nothing compared to what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And see, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm just like, yo, what happened happened. But at the end of the day, we got to do what we can entrepreneurially and we got to get this money. We got to put ourselves in position. And like, that's yeah. why I like talking to people like you, because you were able to put yourself in position to where you can, you know, get it how you get it, you know, like, yeah. like, like, and, you know, I talk to people all the time and it's like, you know, I'm still nine to five in it. But at the same time, I'm you know, have aspirations to grow when I do my music and I have other business that, you know, things that, you know, like that. But it's like, you know, how to get everybody economically empowered and how do we move forward, you know, and how do yeah, we no uh, control media, one, with things like this podcasting and then control music. So, like, like, like when I hear your music, you know, it's different than all the other things that are out there right now. It's like more empowering and it's not something where it's like, oh, this dude talking down to me or anything like that. Like, it's like, you know, I know that you have a real story and that you're talking about some real stuff and it's dope. And in your video, like your video, you had the joint um, where you pulled up at the uh, at the laundromat with the with the car yeah. that came up with the with the uh, 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 door that pulled up like some some back to the future stuff. So I was like, oh, man, that shit is dope. <laughs> So it's like, you know, I know you're on the same yeah, wavelength. That, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, like, um, especially with my music, you know, and like with this album, like, especially like, I wasn't trying to like be like the dopest. I'm not, I'm not about to be the, spit the hottest, but I'm just want people to get the story and get the message. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? And that was, right. that was like my main objective is like, man, just get the message, you know, and, um, and so far, I really feel like, you know, people have been getting it, and uh, I'm just happy, you know what I'm saying? I'm just happy people are taking it and understanding what I was doing. Right. Yeah, that's dope, man, because, mm -hmm. like, you know, I was listening to you. I was on the bus one day, and I was listening to your joint. You know, once uh, Sengar told me that you were down to the interview, I was like, let me listen to some joints. And I was on the bus. I was like, oh, man, you know, gave me some inspiration. I was looking around like, oh, shit, like... This is the perfect yeah. soundtrack to what's going on right now. So I appreciate the joint. And, you know, we definitely streaming it and, you know, downloading it and, you know, supporting the movement. Yeah. Hey, yeah, um, stream it, download it, pass it around, whatever. If you got somebody who want a CD, let me know. I'll bring you one for real. That's what's good, oh, man. Sure, that's what's up, man. appreciate it. Man, we got to get you out to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I was just on tour with Merce and Propaganda, and I think, I know we did, like, New York and Boston and Philly, but we didn't get to hit Baltimore, but um, on this next is Black Future Tour, I should be getting out that way, like, like D.C. and stuff, so I'll let right. you know, man, for sure. No doubt, man, because, like, you know, I like I mess with your music, and, like, I don't say this, like, you know, it's 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 very random that I hear something, you know, from especially like an up and coming artist, you know, you hear something, but then, you know, while listening to your music, I was like, oh man, like the first t three tracks already had me. And then when I heard Chuck D, I was like, oh man, who is this guy? And then, like, when that, when that, uh, when that track five came in, that Flashes joint, I was like, oh man, like he, he got some knowledge to him, he got everything to him. 
I was like, yo, man, this is dope. And, you know, people definitely need to check this out. Um, you know, I just want to ask you, you know, if you could, if you could, like, if you could suggest a top five books for people to read and a top five albums for people to listen to, what would they be? Okay. Uh, top five books. Uh, Asada. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X. Um, uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Okay, by uh, uh, yep. Uh, by uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Right, right, right. Um, uh, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. Right. And uh, To Die for People by uh, Huey Newton. Mm. And uh, uh, albums. Uh, Till We Free by um uh, by uh. Uh, Dead Press, mm-hmm. Blue and Exile Below the Heaven. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Me Against the World by Tupac. Right. Um, uh, what else? Um, man, albums are hard because there's so many. The Black Future. Um, <laughs> yeah, black. Yeah, put Black Future in there. Yeah, <laughs> let's see one more. Uh, um, let's go with um, probably. Um, I'm trying to think. So I got two in my mind. I'm trying to think which one I want to go with for the last one. I, I might say Brother Ali, uh, champion. Mm-hmm. Now, um. I know you're a big Def Tricks fan, so I'm curious to know uh, what's your favorite Def Tricks album during that era. Mm. What you? Whose album? Uh, uh, what's your favorite album from from the whole Def Tricks era? Oh man, uh, Colvain number Cole one. Colvain. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Cannibal Ox like that. I, like I got, I got Scream Phoenix tattooed on my arm. You know what I'm saying? Like Word. Cannibal Ox, like really. And then uh, Fantastic Damage number two. Okay. Uh, I Phantom by Mr. Liff is, mm. is amazing. Uh, the Daylight EP by Aesop. Mm. Uh, that's probably like to me. That's like the one, the one project I know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, uh, of course, I mean, like I guess it's not Death Trucks, but. Fun Crusher Plus by Company Flow. Mm. Um, and then, oh, and then that Home of the Brave by Mr. Lift, too. I never heard that one. Yeah, like that got this song called Live from the Plantation on there. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to that and, like, think about it. Listen, listen to Live from the Plantation and listen to Home of the Brave by Mr. Lift. And, like, it'll, like, it'll change. It'll, man, it'll bug you out, yo. He's on some. Like, you would thought he was he was talking about 2016, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Like, 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 I always say that, that the Cold Vein is, like, the classic album that nobody ever talks about, but that has to be in, like, the top five albums yeah. of, like, you know, whatever. But I'm going to check that Mr. Lift yeah. joint out, too. But, like, that Cold yeah. Vein was crazy. It was, man. It was, like, the first of its time, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first of its time, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. You know. Also. Um. B- b- before we wrap up. Um. I. Uh. This is something like you know. After. After like going going to the deli and seeing you about what two weeks ago now. 
um something that i did point that i mentioned to artic was about your uh your your your, your stage presence and your, and your performance so like you know first of all like when you get on and you know it's like a halloween costume night and everything like that and you know you're telling like this fucking you know like this dive bar for the white people like you know you're happy they didn't show up in blackface and <laughs> that was just, yeah, that shit was mad dope and then also more importantly which i really emphasize which i i've having i was telling artic i haven't seen this in years um is that you know when you kind of it, it you know you you use freestyle and you know getting words from the audience as a way to get the crowd in, um and in, into and in, into what you were doing a bit more and then you went back to your music which was mad dope and you know like your your freestyle game is crazy man like that was I mean, that was mad. Like, I haven't seen that in years, man. Like, it's something that you know, maybe like my brother and like you know my co-hosts they do, and I don't yeah, really I get to see that, that too shit often. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit, mad dope. And then like the 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 crazy shit they were giving you just just to fuck with you too, and then how you just made that shit go together it was like mad dope. Yeah, thank you, man. You know, it's like you know, I, it's just a lost art. You know what I'm saying? And I think that uh, no matter no matter where you are, no matter what type of crowd it is. Like that, that art and that and that uh, portion of hip hop is always respected. You gotta always show love to it. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know there are times where I have good nights like that where it just everything just rolls and it comes. You know what I'm saying? In my brain, it's just working like that. You know what I'm saying? And there are sometimes it's like, man, I should have did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, but yeah, it, when it's when it's time to get the crowd into it and kind of like. You know, it's definitely a good a good uh, transition for stuff like that, and I just enjoy doing it. You know what I'm saying? And it helps to keep me sharp, and you know, not only um, not only it's you know, it's like you say, it hasn't been, people don't do it that often, but you know, it it just keeps me connected to my roots as well. Right, right, right. Man, we gotta all get up. I gotta get to Oklahoma, and we gotta get up and have like a freestyle <laughs> session. <laughs> some shit, man. man. For real. But um, For real. man, we definitely appreciate having you on, man. Like, um, you definitely dropped some gems, and you're definitely an inspiration just from the independent grind that you you know do every day. Um, it's definitely inspirational, Thank you, and, and in your music, you know, when I heard, especially number five, like 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 when I heard number five and your verse on there, I was like, all right, I know you, you legit. You know, Thank you, brother. I appreciate so, it, man. You know, anything, you know, just, you know, hit us up. We definitely got to do this again. And I appreciate having you on, man. I appreciate you, brother. When I got that way, I'm going to hit y'all up for sure. All right, man. No doubt. All right, man. All right. Thanks so much. No well, doubt, man. Ha- man. Have a good show, man. Peace. Feeling this here. Yeah, son. Okay. Feel it, man. What up, son? You got to do it, yo. Yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up? On, man. What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Well, what up? All good, baby. In every hood, son. Well, what up? Yep. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Network Street network niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, got in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, got in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef.